0: Hello and welcome to the Cherryleaf Podcast. I'm Ellis Pratt. I'm one of the co owners and directors at Cherryleaf. In this episode, we're going to look at leadership and communication. So follow me as we start the episode. This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Cherryleaf's Projects Team, which contains project managers that can lead and manage your documentation projects for you. For more information on that, contact info at cherryleaf.com. A while back, I was in conversation with somebody who is quite high up within an organization. And they wanted some advice on... Ways in which they could improve their presentation style and technique, whether I could advise on any training courses and the like. I was surprised when they asked that question, because from my experience and my perspective, they were really good presenters as it stood today. They were very knowledgeable. They were confident and they were good at communicating the information they wanted to get across, particularly within a conference setting. So we talked further, and it seemed to me that it was more of an issue that many of us have challenges with, and that is the challenge of leadership and communicating a direction to other people and getting them to follow that. So that's why I thought it would be an interesting topic to discuss in this podcast. What is leadership? Well, it can differ in different contexts. So, a good starting point is to look at the different contexts that often exist and the different ways in which people lead in those contexts. And to do that, we can look at a model that we've discussed in previous episodes of the podcast and that is the KNEFIN model. And this is a framework to help people make decisions and set goals. It was developed in 1999 by Dave Snowden at IBM, and it recognises that there are different situations or contexts where the way in which we make decisions is going to be different. And those contexts or Domains are called obvious, complicated, complex, chaotic, and disordered. So let's look at those. Simple contexts are characterized by a stable environment, whereas there's a clear cause and effect relationship that everyone can see. So to take the Donald Rumsfeld's definition of things, we're in a world of known knowns there are rules in place, or best practice, and if you do something, something else will happen. And in this context, as a leader, you need to assess the facts of the situation, categorise them, and then define an action plan that's based on established best practice. So this is the world where there are standard operating procedures, there are legal rules and practices that are tried and tested, and proven to work. The problem can arise is if things get oversimplified. That the situation is actually more complex and complicated than it appears. And another downside of this situation is that we can fall into what's called entrained thinking, conditioned responses, where we don't appreciate and we don't see new ways of thinking. So there's a risk of being complacent. And if the situation changes, the context changes, that we end up missing it and reacting too late. And then it can very quickly collapse into chaos and catastrophic failure. So what the Kinefic model suggests or recommends is that leaders need to avoid micromanaging and stay connected with what's happening in order to spot any changes in context. And to let people do their jobs independently, handling any issues that may arise. And to create communication channels that allow the people that are doing the work day to day to be able to communicate any concerns in case they are seeing and identifying early warning signals about things that may be going wrong. So that's what's called the obvious context, or obvious domain. Another domain is what they call the complicated domain, which is about good practice. So in this situation, there can be more than one right answer to something. And although there can be a clear relationship between cause and effect, it may be the situation that not everyone can see that, that it's not obvious to everyone. So if we use the Donald Rumsfeld description again, this is the world of the known unknowns, that we need to analyze the cause and effect and the relationship between those and choose between a range of right answers. So we need to, as a leader, assess the facts, analyze and apply the appropriate good operating practice. So this requires somebody to be an expert to be able to look at a problem, analyze it, and diagnose what's causing it. So if I quote from an article from the Harvard Business Review, this is the province of engineers, surgeons, intelligence analysts, lawyers, and other experts. The risk in this environment is still that we fall back on the tried and tested approaches. When they're not appropriate in a new world, and also that we put experts so much on a pedestal that we don't listen to people who are non-experts and that we miss their insights and expertise. So as a leader, it's recommended in this situation that you listen to experts and also welcome new ideas and thoughts from people outside of that domain. One of the challenges in this situation is that coming to a decision can take a lot of time and there can be compromises and trade-offs in finding the right answer. And you can end up with what's called analysis paralysis, where you have different people who are experts, but they can't agree on a single agreed action because of ego or different opinions of the right answer. The third domain is called complex. And this is where there's incomplete data. There's not enough information to be able to pin down the right answer. That your situation is not complicated, but complex. In a complicated context, at least one answer exists. But that isn't the case in a complex situation. So complex situations often come about because of some major change. And that's introduced unpredictability. So in this situation, leaders must probe, explore. They must allow the answer to reveal itself. So the recommended approach is to probe first, then sense, then respond. This is the world, as we go back to Donald Rumsfeld, of unknown unknowns, that cause and effect we can only see when we look back when this is in the past. So this is the world of insurance cases, of battlefields. So the risk in this situation is to fall back on command and control management styles, that we tell somebody to do something we expect an outcome to happen, when in fact the complexity that exists means that that's unlikely to happen. So Snowden recommends a more experimental mode of management And not to become impatient if it doesn't seem to be achieving the results that people were aiming for. And that you need to be more tolerant of failure. Because that's a part of experiments and understanding. So you need to step back, let patterns emerge, and identify the ones that are most likely to succeed. So in many ways, this is the world of the lean startup, of the fail-fast environment. And the fourth most common domain is what's called the chaotic domain, or the chaotic context. And in this context, it's really pointless to try and find the right answer. The cause and effect aren't clear that there's an awful lot of turbulence. And in this situation, as a leader, as well as trying to identify patterns if you can, there's a need to firefight, to fix crises. And what Snowden recommends is that you must first act to establish order, then sense where stability is present and from where it's absent, and then respond by working to transform the situation from chaos to complexity, where the identification of emerging patterns can both help prevent future crises, and discern new opportunities. In this context, top-down management is essential. There isn't time to get feedback and conversation from those lower down the chain. The challenge is to avoid that paralysis and to do something. Anything often can be better than just doing nothing. So managers need to act, sense, and respond. Act to establish order, sense where the stability lies, respond to turn the chaotic into the complex. Anne Snowden writes, the chaotic domain is nearly always the best place for leaders to impel innovation. People are more open to novelty and directive leadership in these situations than they would be in other contexts. One excellent technique is to manage chaos and innovation in parallel. The minute you encounter a crisis, appoint a reliable manager or crisis management team to resolve the issue. At the same time, pick out a separate team and focus its members on the opportunities for doing things differently. If you wait until the crisis is over, the chance will be gone. And I did mention one other, which is disorder. This is where there's complete confusion. There isn't clarity about what's going on. And what Snowden recommends here is the way out of this realm is to break down the situation into constituent parts and assign each one to one of the other four realms. Leaders can then make decisions and intervene in contextually appropriate ways. So to recap those, there's the obvious context when it's all about best practice. You assess the facts, you categorize them, and then you decide your response based on best practice. There's the complicated domain where it's about good practice. You assess the facts, you analyze, and then apply the appropriate good operating practice. There's the complex domain, where you explore and you adapt. You probe, you sense, and then you respond. And then there's the chaotic. You do something, you sense, and you respond. So I mentioned this person at the beginning. In which context are they working? I think they are working within a complicated context or domain that the discussions that they're having are around assessing the facts, analyzing them, and then coming up with a way forward, a good operating practice. And specifically that the challenge they have is around the applying the appropriate good operating practice. And there is a mantra that I heard on another podcast. might have been the Building a Story Brand podcast about leadership. And I think this can work in the obvious domain and in the complicated domain. And this is to think about doing this as a leader. Setting a goal. Saying why that goal is important. Saying where everyone fits in and explaining how you know it will be successful once you've achieved it. So when they've got from the point of assessing the facts, analysing the different options, and it comes to settling on a way forward, and communicating that and getting everyone on board, I think that mantra can work quite well. Setting the goal, saying why it's important, explaining where everyone fits in, and explaining how you as an organization will know it has been successful. And this reminds me of the story, probably apocryphal, but you never know, there may be some truth in this, of the people going round the factory at NASA doing a tour and there was a man sweeping the floor and somebody goes up to the sweeper and they say, what's your role here? And, And they say, I'm helping get a man to the moon. In that, that person knew what the goal was. It was to get a man to the moon. That they knew why it was important to be there before the Soviet Union, to explore the possibility of man going into space. And they knew where they fitted in. The importance of keeping everything clean so that there wasn't any dust that might cause problems with the spacecraft. One implication of this is that we might need different leadership styles for the different contexts. So if we're in a situation where we're in the obvious context and the focus is on best practice, then leaders who are good at numbers and analysing and people that are good at taking systems and improving them could well be the best type of leader for that situation. For organisations that are in the complicated context, then you might need a leader that's good at galvanising a team into action, people that are good at gathering information and disseminating it, and again, people that are good at looking at systems, taking systems and improving them. And for those that are working in the complex environment, that emergent, exploring environment, then this can be a good space for people that have the big pictures, the great ideas, and the people that are good at bringing people on board, getting that idea and following it through, and people that are good at building teams, connecting people together, sharing ideas, getting ideas, buzzing together. And for those in the chaotic context, you often need a strong leader, a star that can be inventive, innovative and make things up on the spur. Again, can create that big picture and get everybody to follow along. And often within all of these environments, we need a team that has a combination of those different skills. So to emphasize, there's no one type of perfect leader. Leadership is a complex subject, and it's more than what we've just covered here. There needs to be the motivation to see a project through to the end, and there needs to be the self-belief in yourself that you have the ability to define the goal and to communicate it. And there is a subtle difference between being a leader and being a manager. If you look at the word management, it's about control and directing. So as well as setting that goal, setting that vision, letting people know where they fit in, there is also an element within management of control, checking that people are doing the things that you want them to do. So what do you think? Let me know. You can contact me at info at cherryleaf.com. You can post your thoughts using the hashtag Podcast on social media. So that's it for this episode, and once again, thank you for listening.